Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Welcome to the Pinstripe Valley Podcast, off-season edition. I'm Andrew Mearns, joined by Kunj. How you been? Better. Just had some time to process and be away from the Yankees, which is always nice. Yeah. Had to, <laughs> um, the you know, <laughs> briefly get some hope from the Phillies in the World Series that maybe they could dispatch the Astros, but, well, oh well. <laughs> that didn't happen. It, it was not meant to be. Yeah. More, more, uh, more of a close series than uh, I think most people expected, but... Yeah, uh, that's uh, ancient news at this point, though, so we don't need to talk about it. Yeah. Screw it. It sucked, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, but we have some relevant Yankees news to discuss. That's the main reason why we're we're back this week. Uh, Anthony Rizzo is also back. He did Ooh. not let his free agency last very long. I swear it was less than two hours between the, him rejecting the qualifying offer and then news coming out that he was coming back on a new two-year contract with an option for a third yeah no um it seemed this just seemed like a a match that was just meant to be like it i think a lot of people just expected this to happen sooner like eventually but i don't think anybody expected it to happen as quickly uh especially considering that like before news broke that the yankees you know and him agreed to a deal the astros were like he's our number one priority this offseason so i was like oh god the rizzo saga is gonna last for a while isn't it 
It did not. Yeah, I thought maybe we would be going into like December. I thought he would probably be back just because he's he was the Yankees' best option at first base. I think DJ LeMahieu could have done that, but I think it's not really using DJ LeMahieu to the best of his abilities to make him the de facto first baseman, you know? So, and it's better to bring someone back like Rizzo, who just fits in so well with this clubhouse and this lineup, brings a big lefty power bat. All the infielders are comfortable throwing to him. They were talking about this on the Twitter spaces last night that Josh, uh, Peter, and Madison hosted. But the fact that like all the infielders, no matter if they're veterans or young rookies who we could see in this coming season, are all good with throwing the Rizzo and they know that they could just chuck it in his direction, he'll catch it. That's such an assuring feeling, you know? Yeah, exactly. And like with just how the Yankees infield is projected to be next year, yeah. who knows what, what it's going to end up being. But what our best guess is like you need somebody like Rizzo there. And like to your point, like it's not you could definitely slide DJ LeMahieu there as like the, the the main first baseman or whatever, but it's not using him to the best of his abilities, which is, hey, he can also play first base when you need him to. Yeah, it seemed like they would either bring Rizzo back or make DJ the guy, because I don't think they were going to go out and sign one of the guys on the market, like a Trey Mancini or Jose Abreu, anyone like that, or Josh Bell, I think they would probably say, well, we already have our money in DJ, so we're just going to use him instead. But better to just bring Rizzo back. And uh, yeah, we're all in on this move. I think even an aging version of Rizzo is a pretty good option out there because he'll, again, he'll take care of the defense, you know, and he will occasionally pop one into the short porch. So good. Yeah, I, I- I think this season showed that he does, he definitely still has something left. Um, and now with the, the full shift being eliminated, it'll be interesting to see how that hopefully helps him or <laughs> affects him. But I think, you know, especially considering they're not like handing out like a five, six year con- uh, commitment to him at most, they're locked in for two years at Rizzo's age. That's not a bad deal. For no, not at all. at all. Yeah. And that the team option for 2025, they're reasonable. They want to cut bait. Six billion, man, six billion dollars. Six billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> you got a six more billion money. dollar. Uh, more, more money than Aaron Judge and Mike Trump combined. Yeah. Hey, you know what? They really like Rizzo, all right? Just, <laughs> <laughs> the buyout is suddenly Anthony Rizzo is the owner of the Yankees. <laughs> it, just, it just ends with him just saying, nobody beats the Riz. <laughs> As we all knew that it would. Anyway, he's a six million dollar yeah. buyout. <laughs> yeah. So if, they, if he's really declining by then, yeah, just cut bait, whatever. It's fine. So anyway, got one big part of the infield already settled, which we endorse here. So that's good. And keeping him away from all these other teams that could potentially use his services. And I think that's about it. I don't think we really need to go too much deeper into Rizzo. Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'll add is I think he's probably he was probably the consensus like not just for the Yankees but I think even like us Yankees fans like the consensus option for first base for them for 2023 and you know a little bit beyond so them going after who I think everyone agreed on should be their number one target is a good like, good thing they should yeah, do well, that in all facets. <laughs> well, number two target. I would still like to get Aaron Judge back before Anthony Rizzo. <laughs> oh, I meant I specifically at first base. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, that wasn't clear. <laughs> yeah. If we're, if we're actually ranking it, David Robertson's the number one target, yes. 
Yes, yes, according to you. You're a free agent target post need. An, an annual rite of passage at this point. <laughs> the recurring series. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, so Rizzo back. Maybe that will help in the judge sweepstakes. I don't know. But hey, they like each other. So sure. Yeah. They're very clearly very, very good friends. It's mm-hmm. not going to affect his decision if the, the, the money's nowhere near the same. Right. So it's a nice, it, it, it can help if the money's the same. As like, a, oh, yeah, you know, my friend's here too. Cool. But unless that offer is not respectable, unless that offer, yeah, exactly. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> what if, like, the Giants just signed, like, Gary Sanchez to back up and you're like, hey, look, we have a friend of yours <laughs> too or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're going to get Tyler Wade, obviously. <laughs> oh, yes, of course. <laughs> Never forget when Tyler Wade was recruiting uh, Judge to the Angels. It's yeah. so great here. And then he gets cut or whatever. Yeah. Hey, Tyler I'm Wade's not... on the A's now. So, you know what? He's come to Oakland. <laughs> Yes, Aaron Judge to Oakland confirmed. Yeah, we've been, you know, we've been talking about the Bay Area connections as if like the Giants were like the lock. But did you ever consider that the A's <laughs> could sign Aaron Judge? Be like, come play in a ballpark, get diseased or not? Who knows? I'd get five dollars uh, redeemable you, store credit. Aaron Judge signs five hundred million dollar contract with Oakland. Also gets Epstein Barr disease. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Aaron Judge is not going to open. No, I think we can spoil that, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Spoiler alert! <laughs> Sorry to Billy Bean and uh, the elephant that roams the outfield. Especially because who knows if Oakland's even going to be in Oakland. Yeah, hmm. they're still flirting with Vegas, we'll see. Yeah. But that is neither here nor there. Um, we should talk about, uh, related to the qualifying offer, the Yankees did not extend one to Jameson Tyone, which uh, was expected. It had been discussed that he was a third possibility to maybe receive one, but the Yankees elected to not tag him with one, and they will probably try to bring him back on a different kind of contract. But if they if he ends up walking, then they seem to be okay with him walking. Yeah, it, it- the two, the two hundred percent obvious candidates were Judge and Rizzo, which they sure. both obviously got one. The thing, the case with Tyone, I think, is like if you find out that the Yankees did extend him a qualifying offer, you would have been like, okay, yeah, that's fine. If, and when we found out we didn't, like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Like it was one of those like, yeah, either way works deals. I think. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I think they do still try and uh, you know bring him back because like yeah, he wasn't like fantastic by any means, but he was solid and dependable, and you know had a decent season for the most part and was there which was a big part of which is a big part of his allure that you know he's there every fifth day yeah and it's just like that sort of steady rotation option that you know is not gonna blow anyone away but he's gonna put in a decent effort and i think they may end up deciding you know what we're, we're good with that so they'll yeah. may see a reunion but who knows maybe someone goes nuts and is like hey you jameson tyon would you like to have 70 million dollars for some reason <laughs> plus not for nothing i'm sure tyon appreciates not being uh tagged because in oh, case yeah. it didn't work out with the yankees you know you, they could see him potentially suffering with the whole draft pick compensation attached no that's the thing like i feel like if they did give him a qualifying offer he probably would have accepted it just because uh, you don't know for sure what you're going to get. And if again, if he was tagged with it, then I don't see anyone giving up a draft pick to sign Jameson Tyone unless they've already, you know, signed someone. Just given how draft picks are valued, you know, if you would maybe do it if you've already committed to losing your top draft pick. But right. 
you know, if you already are below, then, you know, maybe just go down and get James Dion too. But good for him, I guess. Yeah. Congrats. So maybe we will see Jameson Tyon next year. Who knows? But yeah. Maybe Justin Verlander or Jacob DeGrom will take the spot. Maybe. Yeah, I guess uh, that would be an acceptable substitution. Uh, Carlos Rodon, who is uh, profiled by Andres today uh, on our Fury Free Agent Target series. I don't think he will end up coming to the Yankees because I don't think they're putting enough focus on pitching, especially since they're in on the judge sweepstakes. But hey, you know, they can afford both, but they probably won't. No. <laughs> yeah. Rude. Just no. <laughs> no. That's not, that's not even my opinion. I, yeah, I would love for that to happen. I just don't expect it at all. No. Oh, well. Yeah. So, other minor news. They added some prospects to the 40-man roster to protect them ahead of the Rule 5 draft. The deadline for that was uh, on Tuesday itself, I believe. And um, as of today, they've added Johnny Brito, Jimmy Cordero, who is less of a prospect and more of just like a veteran reliever who has had Tommy John surgery in 2021, I believe, and is remodeling himself. So they protected him. They protected Matt Crook and uh, Randy Vasquez, who is their number 14 overall prospect and has been written about very favorably at Baseball Prospectus. Uh, more middle of the road and other sources, but at the very least, he seems like he could be a good relief option as a prospect. So, uh, yeah, they're all on the 40-man roster. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know enough about any of these guys to speak, but cool. Yeah. Congrats I mean, to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're, they're all, like, interesting uh, possibilities just in terms of the most likely the bullpen. Crook is a starter, uh, but probably not a guy who has the advanced enough repertoire to be a major, a major league starter. So um, he's probably another guy who's maybe destined for the bullpen. And again, like, not all these guys are going to end up in a big league bullpen. We may end up in a situation yeah. where they make a trade or add someone and need to subtract from the 40 man. So they could be on the chopping block for there, particularly like a crook or a burrito, but um, they do have two free spots. Uh, they decided to go into this with, uh, without protecting the maximum number of people, which left a, an interesting guy like Andres Chaparro uh, exposed. Who's a pretty solid infield prospect, but maybe not someone who could make a splash of the big leagues. We'll see. But they had those two openings because, in part, Stephen Ridings was claimed off waivers by the Mets, and uh, Tim LeCastro was released. So, farewell to those gentlemen. I had a lot of fun with Stephen Ridings in this little cameo in 2021, but his shoulder just got wrecked to hell and he never came back. Yeah. He, yeah, exactly. Like, you know, we enjoyed the we enjoyed the ride if you'll forgive the, I promise, unintentional pun uh, while it lasted. But, um, yeah, it just kind of sucks. But whatever. I guess that's the the, the, the payment that the Yankees had to make to, for Steve Cohen to promise not to go after Aaron Judge. <laughs> Spoiler warning! Yes. Uh, yes, you must give us Stephen Ridings, that redheaded guy. Shoulder is, looks like, uh, you know, Swiss cheese. <laughs> Al Steinbrenner's just like, I don't know what you just said, but okay. Yeah. Stephen who? No yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> I would bet money Hal Steinbrenner would know who Stephen Strange is more than Stephen Writings, and I don't think Hal Steinbrenner knows who Stephen Strange is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. 
Steve Ridings was one of those guys who was probably always going to be one of those 40 man casualties just because he's such an yeah. unknown with uh, how his shoulder is. And the Yankees have better insight on his medicals than anyone else. So, yeah, if they weren't protecting him, there was probably a good reason for it. I don't think this is going to be like a reverse Garrett Whitlock situation. It would be funny if like, and I guess, I guess this doesn't work as well anymore because the Mets like did just come off like a you know very good season for them. But it would just be funny if Ridings was like, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm going to go back to substitute teaching. Yeah, it's like, you know what? This this isn't worth it. <laughs> I don't want to pitch for the Mets. And uh, as far as LeCastro goes, who knows? I mean, he's been cut before by the Yankees and Randleys popped up back on the team. So maybe that'll happen again. Maybe he'll disappear somewhere else. But such is the life of a vagabond pinch running outfield specialist. Yeah. It's it's fun to watch him like still like watch him run the bases, watch him steal base and all that stuff. But yeah, this is one that's like if he comes back, okay, cool. If he doesn't, also okay, cool. Yeah, and he may be a guy who is helped out by the new rules that you know lend the base runners a bit of an assist with limiting pickoffs and stuff. So who knows? Maybe he could blossom on like the Tigers or something if he feels like it. Right. Could- Best of luck to him wherever he ends up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Um, so we will take an ad break and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And we're back. So uh, another topic that's coming to come up. Aaron Judge is almost certainly going to win the MVP later today. The BBWA has made announcements on all the other awards, and MVP is today. And I see no reason, just in terms of like the BBWA chatter, why Judge won't win the MVP. I think it's possible that maybe Shohei Otani will get a stray vote or two. But yeah, I think he's going to take, take home that award finally. Yeah. And like, I get the I get the argument for Shohei Otani, and obviously, you know, this is not a knock on Shohei Otani at all, but just what Judge did. This really How shouldn't even be a this shouldn't even be a debate right now. Like, just like come on, like that season, this season Aaron Judge just had just simply incredible. Um, yeah, if you're not going to award and, 62 homers and 11 wins, then you know, just what the Shohei Otani award, you know? Yeah, at that point. <laughs> Yeah, and, and like I salute what Shohei Otani is doing. He's an absolute unicorn. No one can, no one is doing what he's doing. But also, you know, no one is doing what Aaron Judge is doing this year. This is the the best offensive season we've seen since Barry Bonds, basically. Exactly. So, yeah, Aaron Judge could have been the... could have been twelve home runs better, but you know, I yeah, I know he let you down, and he you <laughs> only got 
you only gave him an A grade instead of A plus, but <laughs> yes. Um, I will say I did find that uh, uh, kind of going back to Shohei Otani for a hot second is he came fourth in Cy Young Award voting, which is <laughs> yeah. cool. But then he also has hit home runs for everybody who finished ahead of him. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> what a uh, singular talent who is going to right. be paid $30 million to just troll around on the Angels next year. But Yeah, supposedly they're not trading him. But. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, he, I, f- I feel like probably the most likely outcome is he gets traded at the deadline or something. But yeah, it, it probably just makes sense for whatever if the sale happens this winter, just to kind of see what the new ownership wants to do. Yeah. Although I did think it was funny that like we immediately got an Angels move by them giving a three-year contract to Tyler Anderson, and it was like, yeah, I mean, maybe if this had worked out, this had been with another team, I would have had more confidence in it, but. Angels signed Tyler Anderson to three-year contract just has bad news written all over it. Oh, yeah. I feel bad for his future. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I commend him because he's like, you know what? I'm re- Not only am I not accepting your qualifying offer, Dodgers, I'm going to go to Anaheim for three years. And they were like, oh, okay. Okay, bye. <laughs> enjoy. Oh, congratulations on your money, Tyler Anderson. You know. <laughs> I hope you enjoy it. Hey, he was on like the Pirates like a year or two ago, and it seemed like he was pretty much done. So good for him. Yeah. Congratulations. We love a reinvention. <laughs> but yeah, so Judge, your MVP. Yeah, that's uh, that's good. Also, the Yankees should bring him back. I know this is a revolutionary thought that no one has discussed before in a podcast, but. Yeah, I would like for the Yankees to sign Aaron Judge to a contract. That yeah. would be good. And, um, and I, we will say that the the comments that Hal Steinbrenner has been making publicly have at least signaled that they are very much invested in this. It does seem different than when Robinson Cano was a free agent. It was very much just like, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, we we like Robbie. We'll negotiate. And it was just like the one offer. And that was it. But no negotiating. Yeah. It seems like they know just how valuable Judge is, not just from a baseball perspective, but from, you know, marketing. They can tag him with captain. They can give him the Jeter treatment, basically, and they can roll with that. So, Yeah, and how coming out and basically, you you can always tell when the Yankees are genuinely interested in a free agent, right? And this is definitely one of those uh, cases. So I feel like if Aaron Judge ends up not somewhere else, and again, I won't put it past the Yankees to be the Yankees and ultimately not piss me off. But if, uh, if Aaron judge ends up in a different uniform next season, I feel like at this point, from what it seems like, it'll probably be just about personal preference, which I can't really fault the guy for. Yeah. Um, but that being said, Hal Steinberg is saying the right things. Let's see if, you know, his uh, actions back up his talk. What's good is I, uh, Hal's also mentioned that him and judges have spoken a few times this off season already, like since the season ended, including once in person. So again, like Hal's actually being involved here, which is good. Um, and they've also not just talked about like, Hey, yeah, we want you back, but just uh, at least according to Hal, right. They've also talked about how like, Hey, we're not going to let what we do here limit what we're doing elsewhere and things like that. Um, and all that stuff. So it's good to see them just actually having real genuine conversations. And apparently judges told Hal that he'll get the last word. So if he gets a, another offer somewhere else, at least Hal will have a chance to counter it. Let's see what, yeah. where that ends up. Judge has every right to you know, exercise this strength at this point and be like, look, if I'm coming back, we need to be fully all in going after the best people on the market 
every year when there's a clear hole very much like they did not do this past year. And I, I don't think that judge would ever publicly trash a teammate, but I mean, I can't imagine that like just considering clubhouse perception, what you think when your team goes and gets like Isaiah Connor Falefa instead of signing one of the many shortstops that's available. And, and it also brings in Josh Donaldson, who was quickly ice cold to the team once is like, Oh, he's racist. It's funny. I, I feel like judge would rather have a, IKF on the team than Donaldson. I don't believe oh, him. for sure. For sure. I think IKF <laughs> but, is well-liked on that team, for sure. <laughs> yeah, he definitely has a good reputation outside of, you know, his hitting ability. <laughs> and defense. <laughs> yeah. He's one of the five to seven best defenders. Yeah. Oh, haven't you looked at our numbers? <laughs> <laughs> no. Can you share them with us? Also, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... We will see. But as he said, uh, the Mets do not seem to be interested in Judge at all, which is, you know, their own prerogative. But the problem is that uh, Mets sources apparently told Andy Martino about uh, the Mets not pursuing Judge because uh, Steve Cohen, like, respecting Hal Steinbrenner's, uh, like, court, basically. (laughs) And that's that's the teeny bit like collusion. The the Mets see Judge as like a Yankee icon, so they're not going to interfere, whatever the hell that means. Um, I mean, yeah, I agree, but don't say the quiet part out loud. <laughs> yeah, uh, they, they are mutually respectful relationship, and they're like, yeah, we won't bid on your guys. So whether the, I guess that you could interpret that to mean maybe the Yankees then will not bid on DeGrom or uh, Nimmo, which are their own cases, but... That's those aren't part of the story. The story mainly concerned Judge, and um, yeah, that's that's bad from a MLBPA perspective because they want as many of the big market teams competing for the top of the market players as they can. And if uh, an organization like the Mets is coming out and leaking, oh, we're not going to go after Judge because of uh, our gentleman's agreement with Hal Steinbrenner, then yeah, that's going to raise some eyebrows. Yeah. Although I would say it would be really funny for the for the Mets to come up and be like we 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 respect uh, Hal Steinbrenner too much and we won't go after Aaron Judge and then the Yankees sign Judge and then also sign Degrom and Nimmo. <laughs> like we He's don't like, respect hey, the we, Mets. <laughs> we do not respect you at all. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is not a two way street, sir. Nope. But yeah, yeah, just a weird story, but like. It's like, you almost can't believe how how dumb it is that this got out, but you know Steve Cohen has not exactly been the most ethical of guys in the past, so it's not surprising that this would pop up eventually. And you know we we've dogged House Steinbrenner enough, so yeah, yeah. And like, like this kind of thing, I'm sure happens more often than not. It's just sure you got to like how the hell it got to Martino is probably like. The thing that just blows my mind, because you know he's just going to print whatever the hell he gets. Yeah, like, it's bad anyway, but just, like, again, it's the same sort of thing as, like, we brought in uh, David Ortiz to talk to Aaron Boone, and then we also showed highlights in the 2004 ALCS to pump up the team. You don't let that get out. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that was just their own stupidity of, like, they they came out like, look, we're doing this. Like, oh, God. And then he, Aaron Boone still finished fifth in manager of the year voting. Somehow. Oh yeah, yeah. BBWAA News, our fifth best manager in the American League, Aaron Boone, who got a second and third place vote for reasons. He's, he's one of the five to seven best managers in the American League. <laughs> <laughs> Put it on the resume. 
Oh, we should actually probably give a special shout out to Nestor uh, for finishing eighth in Cy Young voting. Yeah, he, he got, got uh, three, fifth, three place votes. fifth place votes ahead of Garrick Cole, who finished ninth. Yeah, he got one fifth place vote. I, I guess he, not exactly what he wanted from this year, but you know, whatever. He got another yeah. Cy Young vote for him, so that's nice. But Nestor, that's that's the real thing. Yeah, only only room to improve from here, Nestor. Yeah. Yeah. Now Nestor's going to have um, uh, judge like expectations where you're going to predict like a 0. 0.5 ERA or something. <laughs> 452 strikeouts. <laughs> going beyond the realm of normalcy. <laughs> so, yeah. I guess so. Uh, one last thing Brian Cashman still doesn't technically have a contract, but. Uh, he is almost certainly coming back because both he and Hal Steinbrenner have said like they want to be together again. It's just like working out the details. So I don't see any reason to expect that he won't come back. I think there's a reasonable conversation to be had whether he should, but I mean, they've been working together for so long. We always knew that Cashman was coming back. Yeah. I just want to know, like, again, I, I know we we know it's coming back. I just want to know: like, is he still nego- the one negotiating with like Rizzo? Is that allowed technically? If he's not technically employed by the team, I just want to know how that all that works. <laughs> I I assume so. I guess in some way, if he's just like, oh, this is our appointed representative who is volunteering, <laughs> uh, our volunteer, our yeah. volunteer GM, our unpaid intern Brian Cash. <laughs> <Our> unpaid intern, <laughs> Brian exactly. He's back um, at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> back where he started. But it would be, I guess, funny if uh, all all this happens and then at the end, Hal Sandwood still decides to bring somebody else as GM. But yeah, he's like, all right, happening. good work, Cash. Bye. <laughs> I appreciate you volunteering for us. Yes. Okay. I, unless you have anything else, I think we can wrap this up. Yeah, I think that covers it. Yeah. Off-season podcasts don't exactly lend itself to flurry of discussion, but like we can get more creative in different formats. But it was worth catching up on all the random news that has happened since the season ended, especially the Rizzo signing that deserved its own, you know, time. So hooray. Glad to have Rizzo back. Get judged next. Please. And thank you. Yes. So follow us on Twitter at Pinstrip Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Mern's PSA. Uh, what do you want for Christmas this year? Kunj? Aaron judge and Trey Turner to be teammates on the Yankees. Wow. I suppose I should have, Predicted that judge would be involved. But yeah, <laughs> get, get your turn or two. I don't care about how hey, hey. money. I I set my re- expectations realistic at least. Right, I could have mentioned David Roberts too. Yeah, well, honestly, I'm surprised you didn't. So he can be the stocking stuffer. How about that? Yes, there we go. <laughs> David Robertson, stuff our stockings. High stockings for hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no Yankee Manfred of the Week. I guess Manfred of the Week. Yankee of the Week could be Hal Steinbrenner for saying he wants to bring Aaron Judge back. And Manfred of the Week is also Hal Steinbrenner for maybe oopsie colluding with Steve Cohen. <laughs> oopsie. Yeah. Okay. Um, go Yankees. Go Aaron Judge with an MVP. Bye-bye. See ya.